0: The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One assistant. What's in your wallet?
1: Okay. Hope everybody's gearing up here another week. Uh, for those of you selling or excuse me, celebrating Christmas, some of you are celebrating Christmas because you're selling so much stuff. We go, Will Cain, time for straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Okay. So here's the deal. We've got. Ryan Clark, this hour, he's gonna join us One thirty Eastern. We'll get to this Jerry Richardson story, but I don't wanna lead there. I wouldn't lead there, probably, even though he's being, I don't know what's going on. He's selling the Panthers. A story came out. He seems a tad sketchy. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that for right now. We're gonna do that a little bit later, cause Clark has intimate stuff where he's, he's been involved. Jeff Saturday negotiated against some CBAs. I just don't wanna start there, Will. That makes oh, okay. sense, right? right. I, I think the right, the right move in producing a show today, we could do a little bit on the Seahawks. Saruti has the best NFL question he's put into the show, producing-wise, the entire football season. It's a great question. We'll do that at the top of the next hour. Uh We have some internal stuff that I definitely want to hit on later this hour, but we're going to start with Pat Steelers. It was supposed to be the game. I thought the slate was really good this weekend. And in that game, the Pats pull it out, and I think we're left to kind of go in a bunch of different directions. We could go with what the hell's a catch, year three, five, whatever. Are the Pats real? Are the Steelers done? Is it another batch... Bad matchup. But I think the best thing to start with is really, who is Ben Roethlisberger? If I just, before we get into the play that leads to the game-winning interception by the Pats, where are you on Ben Roethlisberger through his career? And then kind of we'll, I guess, revisit that today and hear from him.
0: Well, first of all, I want to say, I think you're starting in the right place. Your producing is just impeccable. It's on point. Thank you. As one would expect it to be, because I want to give you this note right here via CBS. Pat Steeler's highest-rated game of the NFL season, a 17 rating. That's up 8%. From week 15 last year everybody was watching that game Who is Ben been Roethlisberger where am I on Ben Roethlisberger man I, I wish I had like a short pithy, quick answer for you on Ben Roethlisberger is x
1: all right I'll go first oh you have that I don't like him okay
2: <laughs> well
1: I think he's really good but I've just never been a huge Ben Roethlisberger guy and he blocked me on Twitter he blocked you on Twitter well, that's an old joke. He's blocked like two thousand media members on Twitter. Am I blocked? I wonder. Better be. I should go check it out. It's like Scaramucci. I didn't know he followed me till you told me. Yeah, right. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. Uh, you know, we could get into the off-the-field thing, but if I'm going to be fair, uh, the league moved on from it. Uh, I, you know, he's. I think he's a, a drama queen in the sense that he's just everything. I'm always this hurt. I'm this hurt. All these different things. But and I try to do this a lot. There are guys that I may not necessarily like, but I think they're awesome. And I think he's awesome, and he's I think awesome. he's been playing great. And I thought, look, he was this close to giving his team a huge win, especially when you consider AFC home field. So He played great yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He was
0: gonna... amazing. He is. A, you know what? He is underrated. His historical context is underrated. Putting him, you know, he's not in the Brady-Rogers class, but he's not very far behind that. He's got the career accomplishments to back it up. Where am I on him? You know, sometimes Ryan, I'm like, wow, well, you know, you know what Ben Roethlisberger doesn't do? He doesn't do the, hey, this is from the top. We got this from the fourth floor PR. This is how we'd like you to spin the game today. This is what we'd like you to say. And he doesn't do that. And whether or not it's Antonio Brown or Mike Tomlin or, in this case, Todd Haley, you seem like you're just getting it straight, unfiltered. Eh, this is kind of how I saw it. Kind of it. what we want, right? We asked for we a we lot. We for a yeah. But, on the other hand, I listened to that whole explanation this week about did Todd Haley tell him to clock it? Did he overrule him? Who did it? And I'm like, is he telling the truth?
1: All right, let's well, let's let's hear from Roethlisberger. Because remember, Steelers coming down. They've just given up the lead 27-24. They hit Schuster for a 69-yard play. And it looked at one point, it was just a man in a pro football game standing on the field with no one ready to tackle him. And you go, are they going to win this game right now? So he gets tackled. They have another play where the player's tackled inbounds. He throws it to Jesse James. We'll do the whole catch thing later. But then when the James thing is overturned, you're sitting there going, okay, actually, excuse me, the James thing was overturned. Then they throw it, they keep the guy in bounds, they run up, it's third down, they can clock it right there, fourth down, kick the game-tying field goal. I like that Roethlisberger and those guys are going for it. Then it's a matter of who really knew what the play was, and then afterwards you're going to Roethlisberger do that on his own, he says absolutely not. Here's his explanation in the thing everyone's debating today. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Yes. Which one? Uh Todd. Uh now once once again that's coming from the, the head guy, someone's telling them, but but you know they um, you know maybe they wanted a field goal, you know, maybe they wanted to tie I, I don't know and so maybe that's on me. Uh, maybe I should have uh just clocked it, whatever it is. I don't know. So we're not gonna look back and say guess anything or anybody. Uh, we we lost a game and, and I threw a stick in the end of the game to lose it. If it's true, that's great. He gave us what we wanted there, but then no one seemed to like that. And I'll admit because I don't like him, you know, weird, and I'm doing the total transparency thing here. Because I don't like him, I kind of want it to not be true, and that's totally unfair. And then when I watched the NBC broadcast last night of your Cowboys against the Raiders, Rodney Harrison torched him. Rodney Harrison said flat out, that's not true, you need to own it. Rodney Harrison was accusing Roethlisberger of wanting to not clock it on his own and try to throw it into the end zone for the winning play, which again, I don't have a problem with that strategy. And then I'm going, wait a minute, could that be possible? Could could?" Could Roethlisberger have made this? Like, even if I don't love Roethlisberger, come on. He's just making this whole thing up to blame somebody else for the interception. That seems kind of crazy. Well,
0: wait, 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 wait. So I heard the same thing, right? I saw, I heard Rodney Harrison last night essentially call Roethlisberger a liar. Yeah. But now as you just played that sound again, I don't think that's what he's doing. I don't think he's laying blame on Todd Haley. I think what he's saying is, Haley got in my ear. Said clock it, clock it, clock it, right? And many of us watching, you and I, don't have a problem with Roethlisberger overruling that call and throwing you the end zone. We don't have a problem Not with at him all. fake clocking it and going for it.
1: Because imagine if it worked. Imagine Ima- if it worked. Everybody would have been going. Like I try to, I, I do this stupid thing at home in those moments. Will fourth down, you know, goal line, whatever. I go, okay, say exactly what you think is the right call now. Right.
0: Well, I think some are going. You should have clocked. You should have taken the field goal. You shouldn't have taken the one outcome that can produce a loss for you, a loss in the moment. As you play that sound, man, I sort of feel like that's Roethlisberger putting the blame on himself, not on Haley. You want to hear it again? You feel feel like you want to hear it again. He says, Haley told me to clock it. I didn't do it. Maybe Haley wanted to play for the field goal. I did this. So essentially he's taking the outcome
1: on, on his shoulders. Did you see his face? Have you seen the video of this? No, just heard it. Because I saw that when I was watching all the recaps, you stuff see this the morning. line on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it felt. and I watched it again last night. Like I watched it last night, I caught it today, and I go, "All right, what, what's the real issue here? I don't have an issue. They threw a pick. It's a, it's a mistake. Every dude. There's so many dudes would be going if they if they threw a touch of the like, championship football, number one seed on the line. Don't have to go to Foxborough. Love it. Tomlin. He likes EPMD. This guy's awesome. He's Always aggressive. goes for two. Yeah. I, when when it was picked Brass and it ones. went right to Tomlin, to runny nose, bleep, <laughs> you're like, now you don't look like a smart coach. <laughs> if it was a completion, you're going, that guy, just look at steely-eyed deal. So you want to hear it one more time. You think Roethlisberger Count- actually isn't blaming someone else. But taking the blame himself. Listen. even But see, this is the thing. is in the, in the rules of this thing we're doing here, Will, you're not supposed to mention anyone. You're supposed to say, it was my decision, mine alone. That's true. But we yeah. just
0: said, he doesn't get releases from the fourth floor PR department. To be real clear
1: on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clocking it? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh, Todd. Uh, now once, once again, that's coming from the, the head guy. Someone's telling, him, but but you know they, um, you know maybe they wanted a the field goal. You know maybe they wanted tight. I, I don't know. And so maybe that's on me. Uh, maybe I should have uh, just clocked it. Whatever it is, but I don't know. So we're not going to look back and second guess anything or anybody. Uh, we, we lost a game, and, and I threw a pick, in the end's the going to lose game What do you think? You hear it my way? I I know how you're getting there. And what I'm doing, like, I'm openly admitting on the air, because I haven't liked Roethlisberger all that much, like, part of me was rooting for someone in the Steelers staff. Like, I'd love to get a text from somebody later in the week and be like, oh, the staff is Could you hear him debating with himself when he said, when the question is,
0: which one? And he goes, uh, Todd. (laughs) You could literally hear (laughs) the devil
1: on the one shoulder and the angel on the other going, should I, should I, should I not, should I? Uh... Quarterbacking one-on-one, though. Like, Russell Wilson, imagine imagine if Russell Russell would have given us the... Well, Russell works on the fourth floor. Yeah. He's in the PR department. He doesn't have to get the releases because he helps craft them. This is me being, (laughs) I'll admit, inconsistent. You go, maybe he gave us the perfect explanation, told us the truth, and then we got exactly what we want, so I should embrace that. But the rules of this here thing is that he's supposed to go... Yeah, you hate Russell for being so politically correct. Yeah, I'm being... Yeah, I don't think it's some guys will try to hit me with the total black and white and be like, every time someone tells me the truth, I have to love every every moment of it. And you go, well, that's not those aren't the rules. Well, the question is, is he telling
0: the truth? That's it.
1: Um, I, I have a hard time, even if I don't like Roethlisberger, I have a hard time believing that he created this thing and then he went for it on third down all on his own and is blaming a coach. This whole thing, I just I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I would disagree with Rodney Harrison in his rant at halftime of last night's game. There we go, came right. around. Straight Talk Wireless nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable four G LTE networks. I once said, I think years ago, maybe five years ago, back with Van Vampel. I said, if you put a gun to my head and said, "Tell me what it catches in the NFL in one sentence," I'd say, "Just pull the trigger." It's <laughs> not funny. I, to, I don't know why I left. I got I got no shot, and it feels like that's where everybody's at now. So what do you make of that? There was a deal. Bill Barnwell, I'm going to give him some credit. He proposed three solutions to try to figure out what a catch is now. We'll do that next with Will Kane, The Russillo Show. It's ESPN Radio.
3: In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9 11, Mike got to work, helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs, and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater? An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. This is
1: good Twitter feedback. This is feedback about you in show that yes. is maybe going to help us be better today.
0: I need to issue a correction.
1: So people are saying, I'm
0: not listening to that Roethlisberger clip right. That what's happening there is they're saying, Haley said go for it, not clock it. So the,
1: so here, here it is yeah, again, okay, okay. because Let's, there's a question being asked. And if you don't catch Roethlisberger's initial answer, he's saying, no, 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 no. Someone else told me not to clock it. And right. he's putting it on Todd Haley, which is kind of a no no in the locker room. After the fact, right. even if we're su- I'm supposed to love the fact that he's telling us Let's sure. do this again. Okay, here we go. We're gonna try this the third time. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Uh yes. Which one? Uh Todd.
0: Yes, he is
1: laying the blame on Todd Haley. Yes, he is. <laughs> so I can understand how, guys. Would Correction go, a issued. <laughs> <laughs> so now you understand my point more?
0: Yeah, so, okay, now the okay. question is lie or not. Yes, he's definitely right. So, off- yeah, because I didn't line. like
1: the guy, I was rooting for it to be a lie. But I can't even get there. I try to be fair about dudes I like and don't like. And even if I don't love Roethlisberger with the 140 degree temperature and I almost died this time in the walking boot after every single game, and him telling the sideline reporter for years how banged up he was, and then he always plays, and then I may retire the last two years. I can't get there. I can't get – you know how bad of a dude you would have to be to go, okay, I did this all on my own. I threw the interception. I'll just make up – I'll just <laughs> say that Todd Haley said to, – I'll say I wanted to clock it, and then I'll say Todd Haley said no, and then that it's not – it's his fault. Yep. And, and he has to do that pretty quickly, by the way. Like No way.
0: No okay, way. so that's option See, one. If It's option did that. one, he lied. Okay, you just laid it out. Yeah, option two I is... I can't get there. Option two is he is the dude we just talked about earlier, still. The guy getting no press releases from the department, who still says whatever on his mind. So option two is it's true. Haley did say go for it. And Roethlisberger probably should have been like Russell Wilson and not said that part. He shouldn't have just aired it all out, right?
1: Yeah, he could have just said... I mean... <sighs> he he would have you know he would have just done the thing where you go but then some dudes when they're taking blame when it's not all on them take this pride in right. the way they're like yes. hey i'm i'm a real stand up guy so i'm going to tell you that yeah. this is my fault and we all know that it definitely isn't <laughs> <laughs> so I right. i i don't have a problem with the play i just don't i don't i don't do you have a problem with the catch cuz yeah, now I we're do. talking the jesse james play right? yeah
0: yeah i do man listen You would think that going to law school and being a lawyer would make me one who appreciates, like, the the, the letter of the law. Did you cross the T's? Did you dot the I's? Because this is where we catch a man. And that's why this entire industry of briefcase-suited men work. But the truth of the matter is you lose reality at some point. And when your rule book looks like the federal tax code and nobody can understand it, I'm not real interested in the analysis today, Ryan, of somebody going, well, you know, I mean, clearly the rules say if he bobbles it, it's not a catch. Yeah, okay, great. That means you know how to read. But you know what you've lost in your process of knowing how to read? Seeing reality. That's a catch, man. And that's a touchdown. That's what that is. In om- The only world where that's not a catch is in the NFL rulebook that we have now decided is reality the NFL rulebook is not reality it is we have reality and in this other world
1: this feels like a Des Bryant rant against the Packers from a couple years <laughs> I'm ago <just> well versed <laughs> in it man I've done it before <laughs> here's Mike Tomlin on the overturned play that would have meant a win for the Steelers
2: I don't have HD and all of that stuff so it's really irrelevant how I feel about it to be honest with you it's not going to change the outcome of the game I'm not going to cry over spilt
1: milk and all of that crap and talk about replay I ain't doing it. Can you imagine being a Steelers fan and then having to hear Belichick's response on this play? Were
2: you surprised they overturned
1: it? Look looked like the ball moved. I don't know. That's, you know, should
3: talk to the crew about that.
1: I thought it was going to get overturned. I couldn't believe Nance was saying that's going to hold up. Because I can agree with you that we've lost sight of what this whole catch thing is supposed to be. But the way this is called, I go... He didn't have control. He didn't have control. I don't understand why people have such a hard time understanding the difference between a running back who's handed the football and has possession, diving for the plane, versus somebody who's trying to complete a catch. Because we all know what a football move looks like, and you're do saying, "We? I, I don't. I think man, I do." Well, we don't by the letter of the law. Clearly. We don't. I mean, some sometimes it's a catch, and you go, "Okay, well, that's a catch." Like that's clearly a catch. There was a play yesterday. I can't remember what game it was, but it was literally
0: identical to that Des Bryant play from 2014, where the guy made the catch made what everyone determined was a football move, and then they ruled it a fumble, okay? They don't enforce this consistently. They can try to button down these rules and these laws as much as possible. They cannot do it consistently. And what's happened is our eyes know, I think we do know what a football move is. Are you telling me like you put 10 dudes in a room, or 10 guys watching those games yesterday, they don't look at that and go, by anyone's definition, that's a catch, a
1: football move, and a reach. Barnwell suggests three things. Will Kane, the Rasilla show it's ESPN Radio. You can check it out on ESPN.com. Where the first one's basically like, let's stop making all of these extra things have to happen to complete the catch. And on specific end zone plays, you catch it and you're down and then you get hit. Like it's still a touchdown. Okay. So it's like you're, you're making it less problematic. You're having to define less things after the fact. Okay. There's the other one which I think is about safety, and that is if you ever watch any of the old NFL film stuff, and you'll see a guy in the 70s, maybe even early 80s, where it's somebody in the flat, he makes a catch, and he will have not even taken a step, and he'll turn, and somebody knocks the ball out. It's always a fumble. I think for safety reasons, the NFL said, we we would like you to make the catch in a move or two, and then we'll be good to go. But for safety reasons, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. And the third option that Barnwell suggested was to have 60 seconds For 25 former receivers. In. And former, 25 former defensive backs where they have 60 seconds to watch a review and then you vote and we see a bunch of (laughs) like light panels light up and then if it's- Can I have 25 fans in too? Because the truth of the matter is I
0: think fans retain some- They would only,
1: they would, uh, the Pats would have gone 0 for 25 on those votes yesterday because no fan would have voted for-
0: Can I just say something? There is a level of expertise where you become irrational. You have lost perspective at some level of expertise. You've lost common sense. I don't want to know all the intricacies. I know what a catch looks like. It's like the Supreme Court back in the day with pornography. I can't define it.
1: I'd be fine. But I know it when I see it. Not with porn, but I'd be fine with that just being it. You go, it's up to the official's discretion. Forget the whole completion of the football move and all these different things. Do you think he had the catch? So here's the thing. I could have a problem with what the rule is, with the James play specifically, Will, but I wasn't surprised that they overturned that thing at all. Okay. Well, that's because you're – I know what you're doing. You're like a sports lawyer.
2: Were you surprised they overturned it?
1: it look like the ball moved. I, I don't know. That's – uh yeah. <laughs> should talk to the crew about that. <laughs> talk to the crew about that. <laughs> what are we going to do when he's at Navy coaching? You know? At Navy? Yeah, that's my theory. That's my Belichick endgame theory. Navy? Yeah, head coach of Navy. Just because he's just a football guy. Loves the midshipmen. Doesn't need all this glory. And no, he doesn't need it. Five rings, bro. Seven if you count. Well, yeah, as an assistant. Okay, the was he still bring Navy show. Back? Could he bring Navy back?
0: Could he put, where could he put, could he get Navy it's in the playoffs? I
1: wouldn't rule it out. Rusilla Show, reminding you you can listen to all three hours of the show on your phone and your ESPN app. Ryan Clark on everything from the weekend, but uh, also on the Jerry Richardson story out of the Carolina Panthers. That's next. The Rusilla Show, ESPN Radio.
3: I'll get- Electricity and like the lightning strike Take one spot and I will ignite. Never stopping, I will stand
0: by. Now that human resources director Ryan Lee has chronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's really on top of his game. He even has his own hype song.
2: I'm the best beyond belief. I got strength and
3: got the speed. I've got the that- entire workforce. Complete with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. No nobody catching up. Then I'm or strong enough. I got that electricity charging sky. Take one spot. And- I'm
0: attracting and engaging the best people every step of the way.
3: Never stopping, I won't stand
0: by. Kronos. HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger.
3: Never stopping, I won't stand by.
1: Ryan Clark is hanging out on a Monday. We're going to have Jeff Saturday, Tim Hasselbeck. So loaded, all NFL, all day today. The Rasillo Show with Will Kane on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We've spent the first two segments on Steelers' Pats. I'd still like to do more on it because, you know, unfortunately we're doing rules, we're doing the catch, we're doing Roethlisberger's deal there. Did you catch Rodney Harrison or hear about what he had said at the halftime of the Sunday night game about Ben? He accused Ben of lying and not owning the fact that he just made a mistake. That essentially when Ben was saying Todd Haley said, don't clock it, throw it, that that Rodney Harrison was basically saying Roethlisberger just made that up and wasn't taking ownership yeah, yeah. No,
2: of I, it. I, I actually heard that. It was after the game. Um, yeah. He said it. and I mean, that's that's Rodney's opinion. I, I guess I can't really – shit, I wasn't in the headset. I don't know what happened. All I know is what the play was. Um, he didn't spike it. Eli Rogers runs a slant. Looks like Eli knew he was supposed to run a well, slant. Well, Eli clearly
1: knows something's going on. Right, exactly. A Look, lot of other dudes like, don't. Yeah.
2: Everybody else, everybody else looked like they were preparing for a spike. Seemed like Eli knew it was a slant. We've seen this play with AB before. It's usually a fade because it's a little farther out. Um, that Board they've done. Ryan, it.
0: Really what does that tell you? If it's is the quarterback and one guy on the same page, and the rest of the team is not, what does that tell it you? Tells
2: me the same thing it told me when Dan Marino did it in in the nineties. That you know, sometimes you communicate. With other players he on does the field, a signal, right? Yeah, I felt like he looked at Eli and kind of gave him a call. Uh, what was going on in his headset? Is there no call for know. the team, or is that
1: giving away the whole thing? Because well, the defense... I know,
2: I know, you know, there are some teams that will change the way they say it. So instead of you know, if 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 it's clock, 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 you know, and, and it's the in this motion, they might say spike, spike, spike. And that means okay. On this one, we're going to fake the fake the the clock and throw it. And I so you know I know you have those different things. I think sometimes
1: fake spike would seem to tip them off. Yeah, well, not fake spike. No, yeah. I'm just saying fake spike. That would, might be yeah. an issue.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey, fake spike. it. Yeah. <laughs> fake spike. It run a fade. Um. But you know, like but in that fake situation, spike is
1: actually, that would spike? yeah Manning. That would be Peyton Manning. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. No, nah, you're great. fine, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna guys, turn off my
2: mic. Is your guy show, man? Is your guy show? I'm just here. Please go ahead. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to say, I'm not going to call Ben a liar, like I said, because I don't know uh, what was said. I don't like the overshare, obviously. You know, you kind of just, you know, you want to keep those things kind of in-house or whatever happened, it doesn't matter. The play is the play. I like the fact that eventually he owned up to it. Like, I threw an interception because that's what it was because you didn't have to throw the ball no matter how you get uh, to that point. And, you know, I like the fact that Coach Tomlin supported him and was like, listen, we're playing to win the game.
0: That's a good word, by the way. Is you not debated what's going on with Ben? At a minimum,
2: he's an oversharer. At- That's his whole life, though. You know, like if if you ever just listen to him, and I don't think it's purposely, I, I don't think it's malicious. Like you always know what injury he has, right? We like we would have a strict rule that you don't talk about injuries.
1: He'd but- be the guy that would go to a casino with you, and he'd be like, "Every like, how'd you do?" And he would just double the total. But see well, though,
0: he's a dude that honestly answers the question. You yeah, walking the hallways, people say, "How
1: right, you doing?" I don't think you know. you say up if he was down, but if he won ten grand, he'd tell you twenty.
2: No, see, see, like I don't think that. Here's what I think. <laughs> you're calling him a liar. Just yeah, you call him a liar. That's a liar. No, no, a, that's not an overshare. That's a that's fibber. Yeah, here's <laughs> my theory. He's a to He
1: told Michelle Tafoya years ago that he had a temperature of like 104 that day. And people were like, you'd be almost dead, and you're warming well, up. Here's,
2: here's well, what, here's what I would say about 104 temperature. When I was dying, that's, that's what right. my temperature was. Yeah. For was, those that may just hey. wonder,
1: wait a minute, what the hell is Ryan talking <laughs> about? You had some stuff. That you yeah, were doing, yeah right?
2: that's what I was saying. So when I was dying, yeah. I had 104 uh, temperature, and it sucked. Uh, I was not able <laughs> to warm up nor play football. Uh, but <laughs> So, yeah. liar. No, but listen, <laughs> no, see, I'm thing. not even calling him a liar. I right, listen, Pittsburgh, because I know, because, you know, I come over to Cillo and they replay stuff and yeah, we, now. We
1: got you good with that.
2: Ron you know, thing. Oh, I didn't bother me. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't tripping. Yeah, I know. That's why you said it. And so, but on, I'm not, I don't think Ben lies. I think he just tells the truth, right? Whereas if you ask most cats about a knee injury, they're going to downplay it. Oh, it's a, it's a little, little tight, you know, a little stiff, but. Oh, I you're talking about to, the
1: Antonio Brown.
2: Thing. I should be able to go. What's talking about? Oh, when no, you about, come on the show. Oh right, no, I'm right, right. no, I'm talking yeah. about like, you know, like all Patriots fans, they say they won't put hands on me now. I you got know. your back. Don't no, worry. I would listen, bro. They know where ESPN is. It is not hard to get I'll talk, to. No, They, they come see me. But I'm not saying I'm gonna so, fight, I'll just talk to your people. No, I won't I'm gonna fight. Um but and so when you look at all this stuff that's going on, I just think he's he tells us more about the things he the way he sees things happening or the way he feels than most people do. And he's not the guy that's going to say he won 20 when he won 10, but he's for sure not the guy that's going to go, oh, I did all right. You know what I mean? He's going to tell you, oh, man, yeah, i bust him over the head for 10. And I think we're not used to that in football or in sports in general, especially from a quarterback. And so we kind of take it, you know, it's like, oh, he's calling Coach Haley out, and then Rodney Harrison says he's lying. How does Rodney know? He don't know nothing about who's lying, who's not. So I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm just saying I wish he would have – kind of just kept those things tight to the vest and dealt with that with the team.
0: I got to ask you this quickly to yeah. we'll do this because we're running out of time. We got but 2 heard, minutes here. We're I heard good. John first take mm-hmm. talking about Jerry Richardson. What's right. going on in Carolina? Give us your perspective. It sounds like you've had personal interactions yeah, with the not, man. Yeah, he's not Yeah, listen, it, listen
2: it's, it's it's not surprising. Um, some of some of the things you hear, especially the racial the the racial t- things and, and the tone that he would take with with players, uh, he was definitely one of those who was clear that there is a different in ownership and labor. There's a, a difference between you and I. Uh, he was very clear that that difference stemmed from what your job was and in a lot of cases, what your color was. And so to hear him ask people to call him, 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 misser and, and, and those different things, that's not shocking to me. Um, I think it is sad though, uh, especially in the climate, because you're hearing more about it. A guy with the power he has in the position he has Putting uh, women, especially, I know these are only allegations, so I can't say that they're true or not. Putting people in situations uh, that he has. Uh, and it's cowardly to me that now you sell the team when you've already stated that you want to sell the team. Your estate will sell the team when you retire. And so now you kind of run from the heat when it's brightest. But you had no problem, you know, speaking up to talk about young African-American men. Who were protesting? And uh, Max Kellerman today. So
1: that's your issue more than anything is that
2: now you're selling it
1: because of these allegations. But yes. Prior to
2: you said, yeah, you, well, no, no, my issue, my, I, I don't really, uh, I can't necessarily say I have an issue. These are just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. These are are, are are the facts that that I feel are true.
1: Thanks, man. I yep, really appreciate no it, problem, Thanks, Ryan. Yep. All right, Brian Clark in studio giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, best phones, best networks, no contracts. We got just Saturday a little bit later. Tim Hassebeck, but um some news uh, locally here. Uh, it's not local news, it's national news, but obviously very close to a bunch of us here in Bristol uh, that we want to talk a little bit about. That's next. Will Cain, Show, ESPN Radio.
3: And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Obvious News! Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I, I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold i was like what also in obvious news geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock so switching is a really smart decision that's obvious news from geico
1: would you want to buy an nfl team right now saruti asked it and saruti i think i'll have saruti tee this up the way he does it because it was actually he nailed it in the pre-show meeting Uh, also in the pre-show meeting unfortunately but i do want to spend a few minutes talking about this news that, you know, definitely like nobody knew this was coming. And then, you know, you're walking around the hallways and all of a sudden you see the release internally that John Skipper, uh, ESPN president resigns today. And that George Bodenheimer, who was the ESPN president from 1998, to 2011, uh, is going to take over as acting chairman of the company. So this is a guy that you would run into all the time. Um, he is somebody, that, I, you know, look, his office is the next building over, and he is a massive figure in sports, and he's going to take a leave of absence um to deal with a substance addiction, and that's where we're at today. I can just start with, I love the guy. Uh He has been awesome to me. My career took off once I sat down and started a relationship by saying, hey, I work all the time, driving back and forth. Here are the hours I put on. This is how many shows I've worked. And, you know, this is where I'm at right now. And then he goes, I'm going to check your facts and come back to you. And he goes, everything you said was true. And he goes, All right, let's, let's figure out something with you. And it, and it made my ride here, uh, better. Um, when you're a person that's the president of ESPN, you're going to get arrows from everywhere and people are going to say, Oh, he's terrible. He did this. ESPN did this. So he doesn't, it's just, I'm telling you, man, if you, if you had interacted with him at some point in work, especially when he was fair, um, he, I can speak for other people that I've worked with that just really care about Skipper. So, you know, you hope for the best, um, from what we know now on this, you're just going to try to find a way to address something and, you know, you just go, okay, you know, I'm, I'm I hope this thing works out, but I can just tell you personally, for at least for me, you know, just me talking about the guy, uh, every interaction I have with him was great. I would not be here, but
0: for John Skipper. Um, and I think probably most of us can say that. But I know directly that when you hire a guy like me, it doesn't, it's not an easy by the books kind of decision. I didn't come from a sports background most directly. And so when somebody says, hey, we got this guy over here. Yeah, he used to be on CNN. He's he's kind of a conservative guy. He's got some interesting things to say and all these things. He's a sports fan, has been all his life. You got to meet with him. It takes someone willing to think outside the box. And in a huge bureaucracy in corporate America, I don't. I can't tell you that I have vast experience dealing with bureaucracies and entities and top 500 Fortune 500 companies, but I have some, and that's a rare quality, a willingness to think outside the box, to take some kind of risk to see if it will pay off. And, and we'll see if I'm a pay offer or not,
1: <laughs> but I, you're look, well, <laughs> I mean, you're, You've been awesome here. Well, but the point isn't yourself. to the right. point of this story is We're to not say derailing. hey, look at this yeah.
0: this gym that he, I'm telling you that the qualities it takes to even look outside the box is something that is needed more in in every walk of life, but specifically in corporate America. And so I'm proud that John Skipper is the guy that that was willing to do that. Take a risk on me. I appreciate it. I'll be forever indebted to it. And every single interaction like you just said on a personal level has been wonderful. Guy's incredibly bright
1: brilliant you sit with him for a few minutes i remember the first meeting i had with him maybe it was seven years ago where i go hey look i've been here five so now can i can i get a little time with you and he was like yep he gave me half an hour and we talked out all sorts of things and i walked out and went okay that's why this guy's president of ESPN." and you know i've been talking with him recently and he had just finished um this seminar and you know we all kind of laughed at least from the outside going like what's this talent seminar like 450 egomaniacs in a room sitting there like all of us that are on air and uh skipper was was at the start of that thing after van pelt introduces him and brings you up and i'm telling you like it was it was really well executed it was kind of like we're, we're tired of this espn bashing everywhere here are the facts here's what's up here's who watches us here's our growth here's what's going on with these live rights And Skipper did a really good job with that. And I remember the most recent, like, long-form meeting I'd had with him. We had set up a time to meet. It was going to be a Tuesday. It was this spring. I had some concerns. Just, you know, hey, this is where my career is at right now. I'd like to keep growing. And then the Monday before our meeting, the layoff story from this past spring, where I lost a lot of on-air friends in the layoffs, that story came out that Monday. And so I go, Okay. And that was saying the layoffs were going to happen. It was still like six weeks before they actually even happened. And then we went on a Tuesday and he kind of talked to me about layoffs for an hour. So it ended up not being about any of the stuff that I'd gone in there. But what I realized that he was doing is he was so frustrated and he knew it was going to be tough that he was sort of venting to me. And I was like, wow, this is this is really um, this is crazy. And at the end, I thought maybe I wasn't even going to have a job anymore either you know so uh well in the I, end
0: i know in, in and i know you feel the same way so I, you, you know from what we know and to the stint is we're like anyone else that's read a release what we know um you know we wish him the best hope this is something that 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 he can he can deal with um you know and like like, I, like everybody that's tweeted today at espn the, the universal message should have some weight i've really enjoyed getting to know john skipper
1: yeah, this is not disingenuous. This is not just a bunch of on-air people going. I want Skipper to always like me, right? And it's strategic for me. I just I have a, like, look, you can have a difference of opinion. I have friends that no longer have great relationships with them, but I can tell you from those that have spent one-on-one time with them, doesn't mean I agree with every single decision. It's just that it's a guy as of now, right now, knowing what we know, you're rooting for. Us. So you hope you hope right. this can. uh can be settled. Alright, coming up next. Would you buy an NFL team if you knew what you knew right now? It's ESPN Radio.